Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The FT. Once in the bluest of moons, someone in a business school does a piece of research that is sensible and useful. Last week, a study was published in the journal PNAS, telling us something very handy indeed that we should stop worshipping the world's top business leaders because they're not quite as good as everyone thinks they are. The authors, Cheng Wen Lu from Warwick Business School and Jerka Denrell from Oxford Said Business School, argue that the super successful are outliers who achieve extraordinary things partly through luck. And once lucky, they get more so. The rich get richer, as we all know. Take Bill Gates. Had he not come from a well-off family, making it easy for him to indulge his young love affair with computers, and had his well-connected mother not opened doors with IBM, he probably wouldn't have become the richest man in the world. That doesn't mean that Mr Gates isn't clever. It just means that we can study him all we like, but we're not going to end up where he is. The academics suggest we should focus our attention instead on number twos, who owe less to chance and more to skill. By looking at how they made it, we might actually learn something. All this comes as a massive relief. It means I can chuck out half my business books. So farewell, Jack Welsh. Farewell, Sir Terry Leahy. Goodbye, Lord Brown and Sir Richard Branson. I won't miss you. I can't think of a single thing I learnt from all you megastars, except a bit of shockingly poor counsel from Steve Jobs. One of his most trusty principles was don't settle. Possibly the worst tip ever. Just now I popped out for an egg sandwich only to find that the shop had run out, so I settled for ham and cheese instead. As a result, I didn't starve and the sandwich turned out to be rather tasty. A similar point about the irrelevance of the mega-successful was made even more powerfully to me last week by a 14-year-old schoolboy. Sala Sirad was one of the nine finalists in a competition I was judging, backed by Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Each of the children had to give a presentation, which they did considerably better than many successful adults I know. Sala talked with precision and wit about his role model and how he had rejected Sir Richard, Barack Obama and David Beckham for the role in favour of someone more obscure, his older brother. In making this choice, Sala is on to something bigger than the two academics. If they're right that we ought not to revere extreme success, then we should also regard number twos and number threes, fours and fives with suspicion. If you're Paul Allen or Joe Biden, luck has surely played a huge role in your success too. Even someone as far down the ladder as I am owes almost everything to luck. I was born in just the right place at just the right time to just the right family. I was just the right sex and stumbled, by luck, into just the right industry in its glory days. So I would make a lousy role model. The layers of luck are so thick they obscure any skill or grit. 
Sala got it right by picking instead his smart, hard-working brother, whose meagre layer of luck is the same as his own. The trouble is that no one wants to hear the truth about the power of luck. The lucky don't like talking about it, and even the unlucky have a fondness for stories of stars rising to the top. Luck isn't a good story at all. It's random, and there's not much that's funny to say about it. Unless you're Michael Lewis, that is. This month, the writer gave a commencement speech at Princeton, in which he described an experiment where Californian psychology professors gave groups of three students four cookies. One member of each group was chosen at random as a leader, and in each case, it was this person who automatically laid claim to the extra cookie. Mr. Lewis told the Princeton students that they were the ones with two cookies, and that they would soon be getting more. Still, they were lucky and should not forget it. Only they will, of course. I've briefly remembered how lucky I am for the purposes of writing this column, but one of the laws of luck is that I fear I will have forgotten it by the time I get home. Fortunately, Mr. Lewis has come up with a different version of "You're so lucky" that may be harder to forget, as it's more uncomfortable. We owe a debt not just to our own good luck, but also to the bad luck of others. For more downloads, go to ft.com/podcasts. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest thirty minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.